Five. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, bottom of the hour. Ankeny Centennial head football coach Jerry Pizzetti, who on Friday night uh, coached his team to win 433 uh, to become I, the state of Iowa's all-time winningest football coach. But right now we're going to talk baseball as advertised. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com, CBSSports.com. Uh, Matt, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on, sir. How are you? I'm good. Uh, you know, th- there's been one team that clinched a playoff for so far, just that? like we all predicted in the preseason. <laughs> that was the Giants, right? Uh, Nailed that. We, ha- yeah. we had that one. All over that one, no doubt about it. Now, before yeah. we dig into the baseball, Matt, I let you go last week without bringing up your <laughs> alma mater, the Indiana Hoosiers, making their way to our fine state. I tried to. I know. <laughs> now, you got right against Idaho. A little bit different, though. Some yeah, people confuse our state. up on you. Yeah, <laughs> didn't happen in that one. That take us back. Your thoughts on Iowa, Indiana? We we would love to hear the Hoosier perspective. I mean, really, you want to do that to me? <laughs> um, that's the most excited I've ever been for a season. And within yeah. about what was it, three Iowa offensive plays and three Indiana plays, I was just back down in the depths. But I will say, um, yes, I'm still really worried about our offense. I don't think our defense was that bad. And uh, I was very encouraged to see Iowa go out and take it to Iowa State. I think you guys might just be that legit. Mm-hmm. And, our, I mean, I still think our offense has uh, ways to go, but I, that was just as much Iowa being awesome as anything, wasn't it? Yeah, they yeah. Uh, defensive. This is an elite defense, college football-wise. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think there's room for improvement with that defensive front. It was fun. It really was this past weekend watching it. And two really good defenses, because Iowa State packs one as well. But let's talk baseball. I can't wait to get into this with you. The wild card races are so much fun, so much in both of them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to localize it to begin with, because, Matt, the Cardinals, you just can't kill this team. I don't think they're going to get in. To the to the playoffs as that second wild card, but the Reds, the Padres, and the Cardinals all wake up within a half a game of of uh, of the right to go to Los Angeles and play the Dodgers. Cardinals have a bunch against the Brewers, a bunch against the Cubs, but the Padres are on there. They've still got the Mets. What is it about this Cardinal team? They just won't go away. Wayne Wright's drinking from the fountain of youth. Your thoughts? Uh, first off, we'll we'll do the credit thing. Adam Wainwright, unbelievable mm-hmm. how good he's been. Um, the past, I, I think it's now 15 and three. The Cardinals are in his last 18 starts. That's outrageous. I mean, for him at age 39, a couple of years ago had a really down year. It looked like he was cooked. Uh, amazing run, and you can't say enough about the way that Paul Goldschmidt has mm-hmm. come around of late. Nolan Arenado doing his thing. Tyler O'Neill, Tyler O'Neill having a great year. Uh, but really, this is just as much about teams letting them hang around as anything else. I mean, it's, uh, let's see. Yes, they're really hot right now. They've won five of six. But before that, they weren't even playing well. And they were just right there because the Padres have been really bad since about the middle of August. And the Reds looked like they had a really easy schedule that they should be able to work. Mm-hmm. And they've just fallen apart. 
kind of. So uh, I'm inclined to say that the Reds are going to win it because I look at their schedule and they have nine left against the Pirates and four against the Nationals. I mean, come on, you should be able to deal with that. However, they just lost two of three to the Cubs. They lost two of three to the Tigers. Uh, they lost, they split with, no, they lost two of three to the Marlins. Uh, they're not taking care of business. So, yeah, you look at the schedule and think the Reds should take care of business, but they haven't been doing that. Um, and, and the Padres, I think, are cooked, especially if you look at yes. the schedule. Yeah, I know the Giants clinched a playoff berth last night, but they still have to hold off the Dodgers because you do not want to be a 100-win team and have to deal with a wild-card game. So the Dodger, or the Giants are going to go all out the rest of the way, and that includes probably continuing to do what they did to the Padres last night when the Padres had you Darvish against the bullpen game and still got their teeth kicked in. So I, I'm, I, I kind of lean Reds, but they haven't been getting the job done. I wouldn't be surprised to see Cardinals. Of the three, I would rank the Padres last in terms of the most likely to get in. Brewers are five back of the Giants. Them tracking them down for home field advantage. Don't do it. Probably isn't going to happen, but Ken said it right no, there. Yeah, Don't do it. Yeah, I was just going to agree, yes. Uh, you look at having to face the Dodgers <laughs> in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. It's a one and done. We all know crazy things can happen. But in all likelihood, you're going to go up against the Dodgers instead of the Braves. I Dude, stay right where you are and have home field against the Braves in a five-game series instead of having to deal with the Dodgers. Ryan Braun just announced his retirement. This will be his final season with the Brewers. A up-and-down career, some histrionics off the field or with the field, if you will. Well, who did he blame? A UPS guy? Or yeah, some, yeah. yeah, went down that road. How will you Horrible. remember Ryan Braun? That way for me. Yeah, I'd be a lot more forgiving if he didn't try to ruin somebody's life yep. while he was lying, Yep, trying to save face. Um, it's the first half of his career, he looked like a Hall of Famer. I mean, it's through 2012. He was an all-star in his, all five of his full seasons. He came up in 2007. He only played 113 games, but he hit 34 bombs and drove in 97, won Rookie of the Year. Um, the Brewers kind of turned it around with him and Prince Fielder. They were a nothing franchise yep. for decades until those two guys came along, along with Ricky Weeks and J.J. Hart, J. J. Hardy. You know, it wasn't just those two, but Braun and Prince Fielder were the big guys. Braun was the guy who stuck around. He won an MVP in 2011, and then the biogenesis scandal broke, mm-hmm. and that was that as far as his reputation goes. He had some good years after that. It just, you could never look at him the same, you know? It was like, this is a guy that kind of put put the Brewers back on the map for the first time since the Robin Yount and Paul Molitor years, along with Prince Fielder, and then it just kind of came unraveled there based upon something that it didn't have to happen. He, he could have done the whole, I, I accidentally ingested something I shouldn't have thing. Yeah. I don't know how well that would have gone over, but let's just say this. I don't even know if he said anything, or, or multiple guys. Nelson Cruz was in the biogenesis scandal. We never think about that anymore. Mm, Yasmani right. Grandal was in the biogenesis scandal. We never think about that anymore. Braun didn't do himself any favors nope. with how he dealt like that. No, like you say, try to ruin another person's life, um, and yeah. it's, 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 um, you can't forgive him for that. Anyway, I mean, good player. Uh, those numbers, obviously, that he's putting up, we we wonder about them now. Speaking of good players, I'm gonna run this by you. There's a chance that we have a triple crown in the American League by a guy that I think is 22 years old, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Leads the American League in home runs. Leads the American League in average. I think he's four off the RBI chase. If he completes the Triple Crown, will he still finish second in the MVP voting behind Shohei Otani? 
Yeah, I think so. I do too. I mean, you're talking about one of the best hitters in the league with 23 stolen bases and an all-star caliber season as a starting pitcher. <laughs> we, we've never seen anything like this. So it's it's unfortunate, and I'm actually working on something for tomorrow. If you run down Vlad, it's not just those categories. He's first in hits, runs, home runs, total bases, batting average on base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, <laughs> OPS plus, times on base. Holy cow. He's third in RBIs, third in walks, fourth in extra base hits. Uh, I mean, this is, and I'm working on this might be the best offensive season in baseball history where a guy did not win MVP. Yeah. And I wouldn't even argue. Nor would I. That, and I'm a Blue Jays fan. Yeah. It's my squad, yeah. and it's he's not the right answer. Is there enough time for some momentum here over the last two and a half weeks to to get Vlad there? He leads into the playoffs. Otani, as great as he is, the two-way action that it's most valuable player, not best player yeah. in terms of value. I suppose it's possible. Vlad would be the guy. Could you see that? It's got to come with from guys like you, though, Matt, that would probably start that train. Yeah, I suppose it's possible. I think you need, which Otani did get rocked last time out against the Astros. He got shelled. If he got shelled a few more times, mm-hmm. if he stopped hitting home runs, his average is down to 259. If it dipped down into the 240s, which is entirely possible, and Vlad keeps going as crazy as he's been going, and the Blue Jays cruise to the first wild card, I suppose it's possible. Um, I, I still think you've got to look at the history of the two-way, but you're starting to see more and more of people saying, hey, Vlad's creeping up on him, Vlad's creeping up on him. And as long as that happens when we have, what, two and a half weeks to go, if things continue on this path, I could absolutely see it being a close vote, and, and you could definitely see a, a route where that happens. In the value talk, as you mentioned, Trent, there are people I've talked to who start saying, well, the Angels aren't in contention, mm-hmm. and the Blue Jays are, and that has to matter. Some years we get away from that. Some years we go back to it. It seems to fluctuate. Because um, I remember it's not like it's it's a it's an old-school thing because the 1987 Andre Dawson won the MVP when the Cubs finished last. Right. Um, it, it, you know, so it's, it, it, it's not necessarily old-school or new-school. It seems to be an individual voter thing. It's It's definitely possible, though. Speaking of MVP, that's the American League, the National League. Tatis Jr. is the betting favorite right now. He's minus 220, so a pretty big favorite going into it here. Who else do you throw in the mix there? You look at some of the offensive numbers. Freddie Freeman, of course, he's put that Braves team on his back look for a while. Look at the numbers Harper's put up lately. Harper has been unbelievable. Right. Yeah. If the Phillies get there and do nab the wild card, even a guy like Max Muncy, who's been yeah. really the only guy that's been healthy all year for the Dodgers, he's got huge power numbers. Where do you go if it's not Tatis Jr.? Yeah, it's 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 an amoeba of guys that you would talk about. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper leads an OPS a, a decently there. I think you have to talk about him as long as the Phillies hang around. Max Muncy, there's something to be said because Cody Bellinger has been brutal yeah. all year long. Uh, Mookie Betts has been hurt a lot. Corey Seager was hurt for a while. And the Dodgers are still on pace to win over 100 games. And it's just a testament to their depth. But at some point, you've got to say, man, Muncy really held the middle of that order together through a lot of turmoil in the offense. A teammate, now a teammate of Max Muncy, Trey Turner. Jeez. I mean, he's leading an average. He's, uh, I think he's, he's up toward the top and run scored. He, he's leading in stolen bases. That would be something because he's only joined in the past two months. However, the Dodgers have been unbelievable since he's been leading off. Something like 23-6. and six. Ridiculous since he's gotten there and started leading off. Remember, Mookie Best was hurt when he got there. Mm-hmm. So that's somebody you've got to consider. And, and nobody's ever won 
the MVP when they were traded during the season. That would be a really cool story. Um, and he has the greatest slide in the history of baseball, <laughs> right. right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It surpassed Javi's yeah. the other year when he slid into third. But, yeah, um, I, I think Juan Soto is up there all across the board. But with the Nationals in last place, even behind the Marlins, I think that probably falls by the wayside if you're talking about a first-place vote. So it probably, to me, it looks like it's, it's Tatis, Muncy, Harper, maybe Trey Turner right there, and, and then it trickles down. To, to Freddie Freeman, especially with the Acuna injury and how the Braves have come on. All right, you have to, uh, you got to hit both of these to win your parlay. A manager in the National League and a manager in the American League that will get their walking papers when the season ends. Ooh, walking papers. Uh, it seems like Rojas in the National League, it seems like yeah. the, the Mets. Are, are going to clean house. Mm-hmm. What about Tingler um, in, in, with San Diego? Mm. He's possible too. He's the other one. I actually was thinking about him too. Um, but they've just had so many injuries. I feel like you could justify keeping him if you're Preller. But hey, maybe Preller's seat is hot and he needs to. They already fired Rothschild, mm-hmm. pitching coach. So it, it's one of those two in the National League, American League. Let's Hide? see here. Nah, I mean they're not they're not ready to turn it around yet, right? No, no. So Rocco with the Twins, yeah, yeah probably. You think he gets fired? Do you think he gets? Yeah. I he, mean, yeah, other than that, how about Franco? He won't get fired, at, but does Franco walk away? If, if if the Yankees don't make yeah, it, yeah, maybe Aaron, does Aaron Boone. I don't know. Uh, Francona might, but that that wouldn't be the same thing. Right. I feel like he's right. kind of unfireable. But yeah, he he might walk away. But in terms of firing, I probably would go Baldelli. But man, I would think about Boone too. Yeah. If the Yankees don't make it, will they? Who's going to win? Who the the two wild cards? I think they're I'm, going to I'm American League. Confident East. in the Blue Jays. Oh, I'm pretty confident in the Blue Jays at this point. They're off. I'm not confident in the Yankees or Red Sox at all. Um, maybe we just root for them to to kind of do their half hearted futility thing on the way out and then they tie and then we get a one game yeah, playoff awesome. where it's Garrett Cole versus Chris Sale and then great. whoever wins that has to go to Toronto and play the Blue Jays. In front of what are they still uh, like 18,000 or 15,000 I think is capacity? Yeah but it gets it's really loud the acoustics are so good yeah. there. it gets loud but yeah which is surprising because yeah. I think they have to have the roof open still don't they? I think that's part I of the restrictions I, I, yeah yeah that may, that would make sense. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Great stuff, Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Well, I look forward to reading the Guerrero piece. At uh, when will that be posted at CBSSports.com tomorrow? At some point tomorrow, yeah. At some point tomorrow, I look forward to it. We look forward to catching up with you next week as we talk baseball with you, Matt Snyder. Thank you. All right, sounds good. Good to talk to you, Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. I love this game, Trent. You I do, do too. too. Uh, watching and listening a little bit yesterday. The Twins broadcast is Trent, that was probably nothing in the eighth. And did you see uh, the comments from Tyler Duffy after the game? I did not. I'm so pissed That the off. umpire was scared to make... There were two strikes. Two absolute, no doubt about it. Things that, if you were watching, you would have uh, freaked out Against two, against Judge? Yeah. Oh, no, it was the batter before Judge. Okay. Game should have been over. And then over. Judge hit the three-run yeah. bomb after Game should have been over, and Duffy said as much. 
It's just another way for the Yankees to beat the Twins, though, right? I thought they had their number five zip, feeling pretty good. This wildcard scoreboard watching, middle of September, last couple of weeks of the season, bring it on. How do the Reds get nine games in the remaining series with the Pirates? Uh, you can't draw it up better than no, that. No, you can't. The Cardinals get the uh, the Cubbies for seven, but you know what? That's a rivalry. So right. It's not like the Cubs are just going to you know, roll over, I wouldn't think. Nine games with the Pirates. Starts uh-huh. today, 535 our time. Three-game series. Then it's the Dodgers for the Reds. Okay. Yeah. Pirates again. Nationals, who stink for four. White Sox for two, and then at the Pirates to finish mm-hmm. up. Well, the thing with the Pirates, though, um, you know, bringing it back to the Cardinals, the Pirates always play the Cardinals tough. They do. I mean, you, when there's we, just those certain teams. Right? There really is, and it's like, why is this happening? But the fact that we're on what the, the 14th of September, and the Cardinals are half a game out of the wild mm-hmm. card. The Cardinal fans would sign for that with this with the schedule as daunting as we thought it was going to be in and September. The injuries that they've had this year, yeah. and the decision and the, and the lack of closer based on those injuries, mm-hmm. and Schilt going to the wrong guy. Might he walk the plank? I don't think so. I think he's all right. Uh-huh. Not close enough. To it to really know, but mm-hmm. you know, there's two uh, air quote uh, our market teams, right? Salvador Perez is, is, I think, building a Hall of Fame case. Yes, and Adam Wainwright, ditto. I've never thought of him as a Hall of Famer, well, nor but, have I. But yeah. A really good pitcher. Yeah, the way he's reinvented him oh, himself and, and what he's doing here, mm-hmm. he's in the conversation now. He's not when when he's eligible. He's going to be one of those guys that stays alive. You don't get the black sharpie out right away and cross right. His, that doesn't get that threshold. What is it, fifteen percent or yeah. whatever the vote? That if you don't get it, you're off the ballot. If you get it, you stay on. I think he'll stay on for a while. Does he eventually get? Probably not. Probably not. But Perez, yes, I think so too. World Series champion. Mm-hmm. Now power hitter. Now he's got 40-plus. What, 42? Elite-level defensive player. Uh-huh. And also what he's meant to the Royals. Oh, my. Him staying there. I was a big proponent. Trade him away. Mm-hmm. You wore him to the ground. This guy in his early 30s is going to be terrible, and now he's hitting 40 home runs. Again, Trent's a moron. Well, speaking of moron, I'm going to sound like one again right uh, here. Here we go. <laughs> right? And I'm not saying that this is the case, but I think that he's closing the gap. I will put it that way. The face of the Royals is? George Brett. Right. How close, I mean, where Perez was mm-hmm. to where he is now in comparison to the face of that franchise, what he means to them, he stayed. He stayed yes, through the rebuild. Mm-hmm. He's, as you just said, he's important to that town. And if they build in there a playoff team again before his mm-hmm. career starts to wind down, and he's still a catcher and he's still bomb, and he's still doing those things. He might get there. He's close to George Brett. It's a generational thing. That's it. The latest is always the greatest. Yeah. George Brett, because of when I grew up, was a big deal. Number because five. Right? When you grew up, it was a big, big deal. Big deal. Huge deal. But for younger people, uh-huh. for, and when you look at it in its totality, it's becoming a conversation, which would have been laughable it just really a year is. ago. So not maybe as moronic as I thought no, it was no, going no. to be going in. Mark the tape. <laughs> 11.25 on a Tuesday. We will be joined next by the state of Iowa's all-time winningest high school football coach, who on Friday night guided Centennial to their four, well, to his 433rd career victory. Unbelievable for Jerry Pizzetti. He will join us next. Miller and Condon are here until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106. 106- 
The Rookie Sports Cards in Clive gives you the best in the world of cards and signed memorabilia. Get into the collecting game with The Rookie for football, baseball, basketball, and hockey cards. From sets to individuals, signed jerseys and helmets, and their weekly bid board. Stop by The Rookie today, 9992 Swanson Boulevard in Clive, to rip a pack of cards and have some fun. It's The Rookie Sports Cards in Clive. Trent Condon here to tell you about Rent-A-State, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Rent-A-State is foolproof, recession-proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord? For one monthly flat rate, Renner's Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long game, paradigm shift and choose Rent Estate with Renner's Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happiness. C.com. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Welcome back to the Rincon. Just past 11.30 on a Tuesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Glad to be joined by the all-time winningest high school football coach in the state of Iowa. He's Jerry Pizzetti. Full disclosure, I said early, a friend of the family. Uh, but he joins us. Uh, coach Trent and Ken, congratulations, Jerry Pizzetti. How are you? Well, good. Uh, thank you for having me. And, uh, it's always nice talking to you people. It's nice talking to you as well. Well, coach, did um you know, the week leading up to it when you when you beat the Hawks earlier in the week to tie the record, did it seem any different than any of the six decades or so that you were preparing for a Friday night? Did it seem different building up knowing that you could, you know, surpass and have that milestone all to yourself? Well, it, 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 it's such an honor, you know, to to be uh, mentioned with uh, people like Dick Ty, who was an outstanding coach and you know, I, I've been very lucky uh, having the, the players that, that, that I've had play for me. Whether we're successful or not, you know, they've always gave their efforts. And then, of course, the coaching staff has, has just been unbelievable, whether they're volunteer coaches or paid coaches. And, you know, I, I, as I think about it, I, I, I really haven't thought about it that much, but I, I guess I have the last week. But... Uh, to be l- lucky enough to to be be around people uh, in, in an activity like football, which you know there's always a team that wins and a team that loses, and and to think that I've had uh, players and coaches and administrators and parents, you know, uh, be loyal to me for sixty years. It, mm-hmm. it, it's nice to think that you know that that that, that people care and and they have a purpose all started in Murray, Iowa, 1961. You make your way to Ankeny with a stop in Melcher, Dallas, in between in 1969. Jerry, take us through a little bit here. Ankeny, where it was in 1969 and now what you see today with the two high schools. 
Well, it, it's changed quite a bit. I, I noticed the traffic yeah. around town's a whole lot different. But, uh, you know, I, I got hired here in, in, in 1969, like you said, and uh, at, at that time, uh, you know, we, we played many of the smaller schools, and then we started playing the Des Moines schools in the uh, uh, late 70s, and then we went on and here we are now playing the Valley and the Dallings and uh, the Waukees and the Southeast Polks and Johnson and Urban Dells and so forth and so on. And uh, as you know, it's a very tough league. And uh, like like our team right now, you know, we had a, a, a disappointment early with a, a very good Inunola team. We bounced back and uh, beat a very good Ankeny team. And, you know, now we go to Cedar Falls uh, Friday night, and they're a rated team, and you go right down the line. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's just a tough week, uh, week after week. You know, what's your uh, career, Jerry? You would have been the all-time winningest coach, but had you not won the two state championships, uh, 97 and, of course, Joel Lanning's senior season, um, you, you don't know what it's like because you've got them, but do you think that it would have been different had you not been able to win a state title at, uh, at Ankeny? I, I think it's very important, you know, that uh, you, you you do w- win the championship, and it's a lifetime dream. But 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 you know, I, I'm so proud of all of our teams, whether our record, you know, wasn't that good or not. Mm-hmm. How, how the young men uh, stayed with the program and and wanted to, to make it better. Uh, just like this year's team, you know, uh, we we had an outstanding. Uh, uh, winter lifting weights. Uh, our coaches were there, you know, at six o'clock in the morning, day in, day out, and uh, you know, I, 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 I'm very lucky to have eighth and ninth grade coaches and so, so forth that that put out the effort and prepare these kids to be high school football players. Coach, you've been at it a long time. You've seen things change. Your offense has changed and evolved a little bit along with it, though. Many of the same things still a part of what you guys do with the Jaguars. What is different, though, as it pertains to the kids, the family, weightlifting you talked about? What's the biggest difference from when you started your career to where it is today as it pertains to football? Well, for years, we had rules that uh, you could not meet with the kids at all in the summertime. And and, and now, like other sports, uh, you know, there's seven-on-seven going on there's all these football camps where the colleges are looking at your players and so you know a, a, a person really has to be devoted and uh and 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 spend some time at it whether it's seven on seven in the summer or, or lifting weights all, all year long and and i'm a firm believer in multiple sports and mm-hmm. i i've just seen these different players throughout the years whether we're talking about 30 years ago or now how the multiple sport athletes uh, are making it big, whether it's baseball or football or basketball or, or whatever. And, you know, uh, uh, I, I, I just believe that uh, it, uh, our kids in this day and age have many opportunities, and I, I really like it when I see these young men uh, uh, taking advantage of it. Hmm. Of course, your son Ryan has been with you a whole lot uh, on the on the sidelines. What does it mean to have uh, your son Ryan uh, as as part of your staff and has been there a long time and to set the record uh, with him on the sidelines this past Friday? Well, Ryan does uh, 
most of the head coaching uh, strategies and uh, things like that. I, 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 I'm there for, for the team, there for the coaches, and and like I said, when when I think that it's been 60 years, I think where did that time go? Yeah. And uh, where did it go? How many but, how many graduation parties do you have any idea you've <laughs> attended over the 60 years, Coach? I mean, it's just got to be a mind boggling number, right? Quite a few. Yeah. And uh, I usually grab a cookie or so. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's why my weight's so heavy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, I, I do want to bring this up, Jerry, and I said this early in, early in the show. Um, my father-in-law, you know, you knew Jerry Ridgeway, my father-in-law, before I did, a long time before I did. And, of course, he passed away this um, uh, July 4th weekend, had a great life. He loved the track. You two were very close that way. Frank Gilson, who coached at Newton. I heard so many stories from my father-in-law about you and your son, Ryan, Frank Gilson. And Tom Hall. Tell me a story about my father-in-law that I don't know. Well, way back when, uh, uh, I, I, we would go to the races on, on, on Wednesdays. And uh, uh, we would meet Frank Gilson, and whether it was Tom Hall or Gene West or Dave Steffen or Brian Sharp and so forth and so on, there were several different people throughout the years that went with us. And uh, the big thing in our life would uh, meet uh, down there on East 14th and get a car load or, or so, and and Jerry was one of them. And I, I know Jerry always made the statement. He says, well, uh, here I am with you and Frank, and I, I, I know the only thing you talk about is football. Well, no, we didn't. We, we talked about the horse races, mm-hmm. and Jerry fit in quite well, and, and we had some great times together, and and of course, we were younger in those days, and uh, it, it, it was great friendships, and 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 it was fun. And uh, Exarvin, what was a great place to go? They would get thirty thousand people there on, on some days, and things like that. And uh, it, it, it was a whole lot of fun. Well, he uh, he carried those uh, memories uh, very close. He he told me those stories uh, a number of times since I got to know him back in when and Cindy and I meet. I better know this. <laughs> Two thousand and five or four, whatever. No, nineteen ninety five. Beg your pardon, not even close. Up by uh, a decade. Yeah, just missed it by ten years. So, uh, yeah, well, he you, shared. Those. You don't you usually miss those years, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Frank and I started going in probably. Uh, the the late seventies and uh, Jerry kind of thought that Frank and I would talk about football all the time. Well, we didn't. We talked about the horses and uh, uh, of course we played each other in football. Yeah. Newton and Ankeny had some great games and uh, like I said, uh, we built our friendships. You know, it, it was going to Xarban and and those friendships uh, lasted forever. Indeed they did. Coach Pizzetti, congratulations. Congratulations to the staff, all the guys that you've worked with over the years. I know that they, uh, and you recognize them, a big part uh, in that 433 that's on the board right now. And uh, continued success, Coach. I hope you keep doing it until you until you want to walk away. Why, why put an end uh, to it, right? Why put an end date to it if you don't have to? Uh, congrats, Coach. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, and uh, we'll be watching and listening to Trent do play-by-play. I'm sure Centennial will be back on the slate before the season's over. Thanks, Coach. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you. Jerry Pizzetti, head coach of uh, Ankeny Centennial, the Jags. Huge congratulations again to him. 433, six decades.
433. Dallas Murray and Ankeny. And Ankeny Centennial. And Ankeny, right. Ankeny Hawks. I wonder if it would have been different if they would have beaten Indianola in week one. Mm-hmm. Then the record could have fallen had wow. they beaten, and they did beat the Hawks. They did. Instead, he tied it. I bet, you know what? This might be the best case scenario. Would he have wanted to break the record against the, the Hawks? His first state As opposed championship? to tying it against them right. and then and breaking, the breaking it. against Waukee. Set up pretty well. It did set up very well. And mm-hmm. that week two game... Nobody. You were there. Yeah, you called it. Nobody saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Make my schedule before the season. After week one, who might have made a mistake here? Yeah, this thing might get ugly. Uh-huh. And well, when you have four hundred and thirty-three victories, mm-hmm. you know a little something about football. His team was ready to Ooh, go. I remember you saying that. And you know, and, he, and he's mentioned it too. Credit to Indianola; they were ready to go yeah. in week number one. Number one in class four A. How about that? Do you have them this year? I don't. And I normally do, usually at one point, but don't this season just because of the change in the 5A yeah. schedule. Where are you this week? This week, I'm going to be making my way over to Drake Stadium. Ah, see speaking the Rough of Riders. winning football teams. Yes. 3-0. Yeah. Good for Barnett. Against Urbandale, who just dropped their first game to mm-hmm. Valley in overtime. Sam Anderson has always got a really good team there. So looking forward, my first look at the Jayhawks and the Rough Riders you can catch that game, 96.9 FM, just down the dial for us. The Bull and our video stream on CISN TV. So you saw Southeast Polk last week. I did. Um, this is the number one team in the state. Mm-hmm. Did, did, did it look like a number one invincible team to you? No. No, they did not have Xavier Wampka. Right. He, he was in a boot two weeks ago. Is he still? Yeah. I uh, didn't see a boot on the sidelines. Okay. He was across the way, so I didn't get a good look and never was able to see. But he didn't go... Early on, you could see defensively they were kind of out of sorts. I mean, he's there. He makes the calls. He is there. He is all over, and he covers up a lot yeah. of problems that are out there, too. He's a five-star. And also offensively, he does a lot for him. Though he doesn't play full-time offensively, he's a big change of pace back, what they do. They ran the ball incredibly well. Milwaukee Northwest, again, had a halftime lead. How about that? Yeah. Halftime leads against is Valley. Is depth Dowling. that's catching yes. up to them? You just look mm-hmm. at the roster compared mm-hmm. to Southeast Polk. Southeast Polk probably had 35 more guys. Mm-hmm. It's depth more than anything, but first half leads, they're still 0-3. Southeast Polk is number one, but it's not a huge gap between them and everybody else. And as everybody else is kind of beating each other up, it's not going to be just a, eh, we'll coast through and win a state championship. There's still work to be done for Polk as well. But yeah, for me, clear-cut number one, just not a huge gap between them and everybody is else. Is there a team out east uh, that uh, looks as though they're going to be a pain? You know... I want to see more from Iowa City, City High, and Mitch Moore, the yep. former Roosevelt coach. They're playing at such a high level. Depth, also a question there. Third high school opened a couple of years ago with Liberty in Iowa City, so they don't have the sheer numbers. Look at the Cedar Rapids schools. But they're kind of doing like everybody else short of Polk is here. Everybody in the east side of the state kind of beating each other up from Prairie, Cedar Falls, City High. We'll see PV out in the Quad Cities area. Mm-hmm. They're really good again this year. So we'll kind of see from that, but... Central Iowa, again, the power base of football here at the biggest level. Well, Mr. Monday Night uh, started off on the right foot oh, last night yeah. with an outright victory. Baseball tonight, is there a play? We will find out when we come back, wrap things up. Miller and Condon with you until, well, just before noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. The Rookie Sports Cards in Clive gives you the best in the world of cards and signed memorabilia. Get into the collecting game with The Rookie for football, baseball, basketball, and hockey cards. From sets to individuals, signed jerseys and helmets. 
and their weekly bid board. Stop by The Rookie today, 9992 Swanson Boulevard in Clyde, to rip a pack of cards and have some fun. It's The Rookie Sports Cards Station, KXNO. Week one may be over, but the season is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Week two kicks off, and here's DraftKings. This is what they've got for you this week. It's a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. You've heard Ken and myself talking about it, but you new customers, it's time to jump aboard with DraftKings. They're giving $200 in free bets instantly when you bet at least $1 on any football game, we both use it. It's safe, it's reliable and secure, making it easy for you to deposit. And if you're me, withdraw. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code KXNO to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. Once again, that promo code is KXNO, and you'll need it to get your $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 6300. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Final couple of minutes here on a Tuesday. Boy, trying to figure out where they're going to park the Penn State-Iowa game. It's a Fox broadcast. It's not ESPN. Um, If Penn State takes care of Auburn this week, look, we know that the Red River shootout's 11 o'clock. It is. That is ABC ESPN this year, though. Right, but that's going to be in that time slot. Mm Um. Game day's not coming to Iowa City if it's Fox. Does not necessarily. They, they have come before. Right, but it wouldn't have, if, if it's 11, the Fox crew's going to be there. Right, exactly. I'm, I, always, I thought off-season that this was going to be a night game. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way anymore. Well, and you also have MLB playoffs going on. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is big noon kickoff. I think it is. big, yeah. And that's not an awful time slot. It's going sucks. up against Red River it's Shootout. Terrible. I get it. You want a party. I yes. mean, you want a tailgate. I understand that. Garbage. Yeah. Hate it. Right? Those TV checks are pretty nice from Fox, No, too. they are. No doubt about it. Um, all right, Mr. Monday Night One. Mm-hmm. It's baseball today. Are you taking a day off as you did last week, or no. are you firing right back into We're it? We're right back into it. We had a, a great Monday night. I also hit a same-game parlay last night in the Monday night game, so I'm all fired up here. I got two dogs in baseball. Don't get mad. No, you're killing me. Yeah, give me the race. Yep. Rasmussen's been pretty good. He's not a guy that goes more than four or five innings. Mm-hmm. But How about my guy Manoa last night? Ten yes. strikeouts, eight innings. He told me about him. This kid's him, something. Grabbed him in fantasy. He's good. He's 6'6", 260. It's a good building block. I'll say. Sturdy. Yeah, up sturdy. On the bump. I'm going to take the Rays and the plus money. Plus 125 with the Rays. Yeah, this is a first place team. Yeah, I'll take that. I don't blame you. And feel pretty good about it. My other one, so I've been digging around a little bit. First of all, Twins are playing a doubleheader today. We'll get a rematch of last week. When Ryan went out, had a perfect game through six and a third. Mm-hmm. He's going up against uh, McKenzie, who was really good himself in that game. They pitched game one, and then game two, uh, just a couple of throwaway guys starting there. But the Indians are underdogs in both games. Doesn't make sense to bet them both. Twins aren't sweeping the Indians. I don't think so. So you're going to get plus money on both games. You're going to make a little profit. Mm-hmm. So going to do that. And then one more dog tonight. And I'm going back to the route again. The Detroit Tigers. And this is big money. Plus 190 with the Tigers against... Peralta and the Brew Crew. So we got some dogs tonight. We'll play around a little bit. 
And I might just key everything with the Yankees. They are minus 340 tonight against the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> it's Garrett Cole on the mound. That's the reason behind it. Yeah, but it. Garrett Cole's coming off a disappointing. I don't think he, uh, they pulled him in his last start. Injury, pro, was it not? He'll be fine. Against the Orioles, yeah, teams do tend to get well. You know what? That same night as uh, Penn State, Iowa, that same day, uh, Pac-12 Pac West. Now USC, a little bit of luster off. Utah likewise. Mm -hmm. But those two schools play. And that's got to be at night on Fox or FS1 maybe. Or maybe middle of the afternoon. Yeah, we'll see. Well, it's going to work itself out. I'm bet If I was betting, I would be betting. Um, Big nooner. Yep, we'll see. Murph and Annie, an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three. Cyclone Insider Radio tonight at six. See you tomorrow.